Welcome to Weight Loss Your Way, the show for women who are done with diets and just know there has to be a better way, a more sensible way to achieve their health and weight goals. Well, I'm here to tell you there absolutely is a better way, and that's your way. Weight Loss Your Way is my holistic approach to weight loss that puts you in the driver's seat and considers your whole life, not just the food you put on your plate. I'm Norma Fran, your host and certified life and nutrition coach, and a regular woman who figured it out at 50 years old. Are you ready to stop dieting and experience weight loss your way? Well, let's dive into today's episode. So how are you doing? Has the excitement of the new year started to shift back to a more normal routine for you? It has for me, and I couldn't be happier. There's just something really comforting to me about my routines. Not that I'm like a really rigid person when it comes to routines, far from it, but I like knowing what to expect. I like knowing what kind of day I have in front of me and that most days are pretty much the same. I know that sounds kind of boring, but I'm actually okay with that. One of my normal routines that I missed the most over the holidays was cooking dinner every night. So over the holidays, we had a lot of family get-togethers. I think there might have been a birthday or two thrown in there. So there seemed to be lots of leftovers. So we ate lots of leftovers. And as you can imagine, not all of the food was things that I normally or routinely ate. Same thing with all the cookies and the holiday favorites. Love them to death, but I actually grew tired of them and I missed my normal eating routines. And that's sort of what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about our routines under the umbrella of normalizing food, one of the fundamental blocks of weight loss your way. Part of the process of normalizing food really is creating space in our minds to be open to a different perspective or belief, or maybe said a little bit differently, untangling your diet brain. Now, I'm willing to bet there are some diet brain routines around food and eating that you might have that are actually keeping you stuck. They're just kind of running around up there unsupervised and unchecked. And so today, I think we're going to dig around in there a little bit and take a closer look at some of those routines and decide if they stay or if they need to go or maybe stay with just a little tweak and hopefully free up a lot of mental space for you. Now, fair warning, this might feel a little uncomfortable and that's okay. It's actually a good thing. A little, not a massive amount of discomfort is good. It stretches our comfort zone and creates that little extra space I just talked about where you can start be open to new perspectives. Now, I don't want you to be pushing yourself so far beyond your comfort zone that your nervous system crashes and burns because that's what happens. I just want you to push yourself up against the edges of it just a little, just to create a little more space. All right, so for the purposes of this conversation, Let's start out with agreeing on a couple of things, like how we're going to talk about routines under this umbrella of normalizing food. So here are the ways I'd like to think about it. Think about the routines that you have that are on autopilot, like brushing your teeth at a certain time every day. No matter what's going on, you do that thing. Then there are routines that are really important to you and almost always happen, but they require a conscious effort or some kind of planning. And then there's routines that you may not even realize you're doing. 
Maybe you're completely unaware that whatever this little behavior or action is, it's morphed into a routine. Those take a little more digging and, and maybe we'll bump up against some of them as we go through this. And then there's also, I'll call them thinking or beliefs that can be just turned into a routine. So don't rule those out. They're there too. And then the other thing I want to agree on before we dig into these uh, routines, and this is really important, you're not going to judge yourself harshly over the routines that you have around food and eating, and you're not going to beat yourself up. They're just habits that came about at one time in your life, and they served a purpose. So don't beat yourself up. You know, you might have that kind of forehead smack moment where you say, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't think about that. And that's okay. That's part of the process. But certainly no self-beatdowns over this. Okay, now it's really helpful to make a list. Maybe spend a little extra time writing down all of the different routines you have and pay special attention to those autopilot routines. Because they are so automatic, we don't think about them often. So they sometimes are easy to kind of gloss right over. So pay attention to those. All right, so if you have a few in mind, maybe you've jotted them down or you're just kind of thinking of them, let's take a closer look. And we're going to do this kind of one at a time. Once you have a few in mind, or maybe you've got them jotted down, let's take a closer look. At one time, this particular routine served a purpose, or you never would have kept it going, right? Even if the purpose was simply to support a belief that you had. But it's good to check in every once in a while, especially with these longer standing routines and See if they are still serving a useful purpose, or is it time for a change? Or maybe we need to let them go entirely. So let's let's dig into this a little bit. Now, to help us do this, I'm going to borrow something I learned from my coach. And I found this incredibly helpful, not just in my, my own weight loss um, journey and in the work that I do, but in all parts of my life. So thank you, Coach Jenny, for this. For each one of the routines you've thought of or listed, I want you to ask yourself two questions. The first one is, do I love this routine or at least really like it? And number two, is it serving a useful purpose for me right now? So do I like it and is it serving a useful purpose for me right now? Let me give you a few examples of some routines that I've examined using these two questions. And, and remember, we're thinking about this in the context of food and eating behaviors. So one of the routines that I worked on was the routine of eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the same time every day. I ate by the clock. And I thought about this routine, and I think I was a little indifferent about whether I liked it or not. And it was all right. Didn't didn't seem to be a bother. But was it working? Now, at one time, yeah, it did serve a really good purpose. I was working outside of my home, going to an office. I had younger children. So a routine around mealtime was very useful and served a very good purpose. But as I got older and my career changed and my kids grew up, it didn't necessarily serve that same purpose anymore. And I was learning more about how to listen to my body and understand when I was truly hungry and that I didn't need to eat by the clock. So that routine wasn't necessarily serving the original purpose and it wasn't serving a real purpose today. 
So that was one I kind of let go of. It wasn't as important anymore to have a scheduled breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we all just kind of do our own thing now. And we, we do sit down and have a regular dinner together more often than not during the week, but it's not as a result of a routine. So that's one of them. Now here's another one that was a routine for me. At one point in time, I was logging every bit of food that I ate into an app. I'm sure we all know my fitness pal. And if it wasn't that, it was another diet program app. Every bite I took, I logged into the app. Now, if I was really honest with myself, the purpose that that served for me at the time was that it felt productive. It felt like I was doing something about my weight loss. And it supported this belief that I had that this thing external to me, this app, was actually going to help me lose weight. So I put my information in there every day. Now, when I look at those two questions, did I like it? No, I didn't, but I kept doing it because again, it was supporting this belief that it was going to help me lose weight. So when the time came to really start changing some behaviors, this was one that was top of my list. So if I applied these two questions, did I like it? Absolutely not. And was it serving the original? Because I knew that something external to me, like an app, wasn't going to be the thing that was going to help me lose my weight, at least not long-term. So that's when I dropped. Here's another one, writing a daily food plan. Now, I actually talk about this as a fundamental or part of a fundamental in Weight Loss Your Way, particularly if someone just starting out who's trying to work through all the things around normalizing food and trusting themselves and learning how to show up for themselves, writing a daily food plan is a great thing. And I did it for a long time. And that was my original purpose. And I liked it. And you know what? I still write the daily food plan. But this one, the original purpose that it served for me, I really got good at, you know, trusting myself and showing up for myself. So I've shifted a little bit on how I do my plan. It's still a routine. It's just done a little bit differently. So this one was a keeper for me. Um, let's see, what's another good one? How about grocery shopping? We all have a grocery shopping routine, I think. This might be one that, like, whether you know it or not, where you could probably put a blindfold on and push your cart around the store and find everything you needed without even looking at it. We're just so automatic sometimes in our shopping behaviors. So this was one um, that I dug into a little bit. And I noticed that I was buying the same things week after week after week. And sometimes like the produce stuff that I was buying was just kind of turning into some kind of a, a mystery produce in my fridge by the end of that week because nobody was eating it. I was just buying things because I thought that's what I should be buying because I'm, I was on a diet. So this is a little bit of a combination of a behavior routine and thinking routine, just buying those things that you're supposed to eat just because. And that was the purpose that routine served me. I just got in the habit of it. I thought it was, again, supporting my, my weight loss efforts. And I just continued on with it. So when I stepped back and decided, ah, this isn't working, what I learned was that food isn't good or bad, and there's no longer this list of approved foods that I need to shop for. So I changed my shopping routine. 
And I did it based on my weekly food planning and my meal planning. And I went into the store and changed it up and just bought the things that I knew I would eat rather than the things that I thought I should eat. All right, let's do one more. <clears throat> let's do a pretty basic one. For a long time, I had this routine of standing at the counter and eating my food really, really fast. Most meals, with the exception of dinner. Breakfast and lunch, I was always scrambling off somewhere. And it was just a, a routine that kind of went into place without a whole lot of thinking about it. And when I sat down and examined it, I decided, nope, I don't like this one. Now, the purpose that it was serving originally was, you know, we were all under a big time crunch, especially in the morning to get out the door and get to work. And we kind of fall into these habits that may not be the best for us, but, you know, stand up and eat or eat it in the car, whatever. It, is. it wasn't necessary anymore because I've changed some other behaviors. I prefer to sit down at a table and eat my meals now whenever I possibly can. So this was a routine that I could easily drop and it wasn't a big deal. Didn't have to think that much about it. And the new purpose that it served was that now I could sit at my table and be very mindful and more intentional about what I eat. So those are just a few examples of how to kind of think about and go through each one of your routines and decide whether or not it's a keeper or if it's one that you just need to drop altogether or maybe just tweak a little bit. So just follow the rule of thumb with those two questions. Do I like this routine? And is it still serving a purpose? If you get a no for one or both of them, first of all, just if you get a no for one of them, let's start there. Take a closer look, dig a little deeper and decide if it's something that you want to keep, but just need to change a little bit and see if that feels better. If you get a no for both of them, it's time to change things up and let that one go. You're likely going to find that some of your food and eating routines are pretty deeply rooted in this old diet brain thinking, just like my example with the grocery store and, and buying all these things that I thought I should buy because they supported my, my weight loss or the app, you know, recording my food. I truly believe that the act of recording my food was going to help me lose weight. I think we know how that goes. But anyway, that's my point wasn't serving the purpose anymore. So I could just stop doing it. So basically what it did was free up a whole bunch of space for me to start thinking about my food a little bit differently without those good and bad food labels. So like I mentioned before, you're likely going to find some of these routines that are pretty deeply rooted in your, in this old diet mentality, diet brain thinking. And when you run up against these, and you likely will, challenge the belief behind it, really question it just like I did. And that's going to help you kind of get to the story that's behind the routine. And then you'll see if you can change that story or if that story has just already changed and drop the supporting routine. And then when you can do that, you're suddenly going to clear out some space to really experiment and try new ideas and new ways of thinking. So keep going with this work and, and looking at your food and your eating routines not only will you likely move the needle towards a more normalized or neutral way of thinking about things related to your food and your eating behaviors, but you also might free up a little extra time in your day. All right, I hope that was helpful. That's what I have for you today. But before we go, I do want to share a fantastic resource. So you've probably heard me say that I deeply believe in the power of coaching. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. 
I've personally experienced massive life-changing transformation from being coached, and I still am getting coached on a regular basis. Now, because of that, I volunteer a pretty significant amount of my coaching time to an organization called Life Coach University. Its founder, Dian Liu, is a good friend and a fellow coach from my original certification cohort. And Dian has built an amazing coaching platform, 100% out of the love for other humans and her deep, unwavering belief that life coaching should be accessible to everyone. And in fact, the mission of Life Coach University is to coach millions more. So here's how Life Coach University works. It operates on a pay-it-forward platform, which means the cost for you to participate in most of their coaching offerings is simply your promise to pay it forward with some act of kindness. And the coaches at Life Coach University come from all corners of the world and have expertise in almost any life container you can think of. The cornerstone of Life Coach University is our monthly pay it forward talks. And they're hosted by a different coach most days of the week. And these talks are like webinar style and include a live Q&A at the end. And replays are always posted on their website and on the YouTube channel. There's almost 300 replays posted now for you to explore. So I would really encourage you to go check out lifecoachuniversity.com and go to the Pay It Forward or PIF talks, and you'll be able to see all those replays. Now, I am completely honored to be the coach of the month in January at Life Coach University, which means I get to spend the entire month of January hosting Pay It Forward talks on Weight Loss Your Way. I'm live on Zoom every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, talking all things Weight Loss Your Way. You don't need to register or book to join me. You just need to click into the Zoom room and I'll post the link in the show notes below and you're in. And just like I said, every session will have a live Q&A at the end. So bring me all of your questions and get them answered live. Now, one more thing I want to share about Life Coach University is a brand new offering for 2023. This is a paid offering, but you're not going to believe the price when you hear it. We're doing something called Let's Coach 2023. And basically what this is, is all of these amazing coaches that I have the honor of working with at Life Coach University has volunteered their time to live coach and there'll be somebody available to you every day of the week. Your cost, it's a one-time only $20 payment and you can receive coaching any day of the week for the entire year as many times as you want. Isn't that amazing? And again, it supports that mission of coaching millions more and making coaching accessible to everybody. So if you've never been coached and you want to know what it's all about, there is no better way to explore it and maybe try it out than Let's Coach 2023. So head on over to thelifecoachuniversity.com and you can get all the details, the schedule, see who's coaching and when, and just pop in just like you do for the pay it forward talks. So that's what I have for you. I really hope you check them out. They're a fantastic organization and I hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to today's show. If something you heard today really resonated with you, please share it. If you know someone who could benefit from weight loss your way. 
and please leave a rating and review. It truly is the best way to get the podcast in the earbuds of women everywhere. Until next time, friends.